for some hockey. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It is on the power play. It's me, your boy, Brian, always joined by my fantastic co-hosts, Adam and Matt. How we doing, gentlemen? I, I was about to call you Lou because of your Lou Nolan impression. Thank got you. My Thank friend you. Who, got my friend who's excited for hockey. I'm just excited, man. Let's Damn go. Damn right. The night we are recording this Tuesday, October 12th, is the beginning of the NHL season as the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Pittsburgh Penguins face off first, and then the nightcap being the Seattle Kraken and the Las Vegas Golden Knights. The, I guess you could say the expansion uh, showdown, if you will, two most recent expansion teams. Welcome to episode 44, episode Chris Pronger. The best shutdown defenseman of his era, Chris Pronger, became the first blue liner since Bobby Orr to win the Hart Trophy. Pronger was feared in the NHL for his size and tenacity, and he was able to lead the Anaheim Ducks to their first Stanley Cup in franchise history. Bada bing, bada boom, Chris Pronger is in the room. I mean, Pronger was 20 to us, so that's a little different. But when he was basically everywhere else, he was 44. That is correct. When he began uh, his career in St. Louis, I think he had a different number when he was in Anaheim, but I think they're going off of his number in St. Louis. If I'm not mistaken, but either way, it is a Tuesday night. We have hockey action. I am watching it on my phone as we record this. Uh, I turned it off because I don't feel like going through the 25 minute ceremony of the banner for the lightning. That's just boring to me. I don't care. Um, so I just want to watch hockey. I don't want to watch any ceremonies or any of that whatnots. Boring. Whatnots. Exactly. Uh, so tonight, still not a whole lot of news. We're going to just be <laughs> flat out honest with you. We don't got a whole lot going on until games start getting played. We're just but excited. We, we are just excited. Uh, we have some storylines for the season to keep track on, though, and we have a top 30 NHL players right now list. Thank you to BleacherReport.com. So these are not our own opinions. This is uh, Bleacher Report's opinions. Uh, but first and foremost, let's get this little news out of the way. When I say little, it's actually quite large because this just flat out sucks. So the Seattle Kraken have five players in COVID protocol prior to the team's NHL debut. Literally, this, uh, this came out yesterday, this article. On the eve of their first game in franchise history, they will be missing Jared McCann, Eunice Donskoy, Marcus Johansson, Jamie Alexiak, and Kale Yarncroke. Not to mention Yanni Gord, who I think is out on IR. Yeah, uh, and they're missing Yanni Gord because he's on IR. So th- I, this is a big feel-bad moment for the Kraken. You literally are about to begin the inaugural season of what hopefully for Seattle hockey fans is going to be a long tenured hockey team in your city. And this is how it starts. That sucks. Uh, From what I know, all the players are vaccinated. That I don't know. I think some of them might be coming back sooner than expected. Yeah, just because they're... uh, because of the protocol, uh, because they're vaccinated, they would not have to serve as long of a time out uh, because of that. But uh, yeah, that flat out stinks uh, just because 
man, you're about to start your inaugural season, and this is how it begins. You're missing five of arguably, I'm saying at least one of their best players in Jamie Alexiak. And then you're also missing Yanni Gord, and you're missing Colin Blackwell. Now you're missing Jared McCam, Eunice Donskoy, and Marcus Johansson. Do you even have a team to put on the ice at this point? It's not an easy start for the Kraken. Not uh, an easy start. On the road. Not just the road, mind you. Vegas, which yeah. is the road on steroids. Especially Philly. for the first game Philly. of the year. And then Philly. Yeah, and then they're coming right here on, uh, what is that, Saturday? Saturday, Sunday? yep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so that's a feel-bad moment for the Kraken. Uh, but we're pulling for them. Because they're an expansion team. We like expansion teams to be successful. Because you uh, have their projected cool lines if you want to hear them. Yeah, project- well, let, let me hear those. All right. So this is through the dailyfaceoff.com. First line, Jaden Schwartz, Alexander Wenberg, Jordan Eberle. Not too bad. Uh, Marcus Johansson, Morgan Geeky, Brandon Tanev. On your third line, Ryan Donato, Riley Shahan, and Mason Appleton. And rounding the group out, Nathan Bastian, Alexander True, and Cole Lynn. That is your forward core. And that doesn't even sound like an NHL lineup. Uh, I'm not <laughs> to you. That first one does. And that se- first line sounds fine. Lines two to four. The second ah. line. I don't know. That second line to me sounds like an NHL lineup with a center hole being just filled uh i will agree with you on the third and fourth line but hey who knows who they got uh, on defense uh on your d pairings first pairing carson susie and adam larson uh second pairing hayden flurry mark giardano third pairing vince dumb and vince dunn and jeremy lousen which All right, at least they have defensemen which is at least serviceable um, um, goaltending, I'm assuming, is going to be Grubauer and Dredger. I would assume Dredger is going to get the uh, nod tonight uh, just because I think that's kind of going to be their cornerstone goaltender for the future. Uh, but it's always nice to have Phil Grubauer as a backup. Hey, oh. Um, yeah, have a we talked a, about one... that goalie pairing? That's kind of. I don't think we've gone in depth with it, no. That's a low key, scary goaltending tandem. It, it's better than what their initial draft looked like. Yeah, because, you know, getting Phil Grubauer, you have two, you, you basically have the 1A, 1B scenario. You don't have an AB like a lot of teams in the NHL do right now. You have a full 1A, 1B, which is awesome if you're going to start as a franchise to have that kind of goaltending tandem. Uh, do I think Phil Grubauer is still the goaltender he was? Not so much. But is he going to get you a nine plus save percentage? He will. And that's really all you're asking for is a nine plus save percentage from both your goaltenders. Um, I reference the team I follow. I do not have a strong belief that both of our goaltenders will have an above nine save percentage. I would say one. One of them will. And even I'm then, a little question, a little worried about the other one. Um, as you should be. <laughs> as I am. But. As far as the Kraken are concerned, that goaltending tandem is really good. And how do you think this team is going to hold up as the year goes on, at least 
when it comes to the forwards, because the forwards I think is where they lack the most that defensive, that, that top six did like top six D men, the, the three sets they have. I actually like, especially when Alexiak comes back, obviously you get it. Um, but what, what about their forwards? Do we think could either harm or help? I just don't think they have depth at the center position, which we know dictates being a good team or a bad team at this point, you know? Um, I think they have options. I really, I really do think they have options at center. They're just not putting them in that basket. I look at Donato and Appleton as possible center guys. And then I think, isn't Yanni Gord a, a secondary center? Am I yeah. He, he has played center, I think, only when the Stamkos injury happened and the Lions had to get jumbled. So there's that. Uh, Cal Youngcrook for uh, my NHL playing days uh, has been a center for actually the Flyers series I was doing. Right. Got really well. So, I mean, I think there's options there. I think what this is is kind of reminiscent of when Vegas – lost every goaltender they ever had for like a week. Dude, yeah, I remember that. That was redonkulous. Well, that was their and, first year, wasn't it? Yeah, that was their first year. They lost every goaltender and still managed to pull through relatively unscathed, if I remember. And then just march their way to the Stanley Cup finals. Like so I'm not saying absolute animals. Yeah, I'm not saying Seattle's gonna do that, but this is their all of our goaltenders are dead. We need to fight moment. And if they can pull through this, I think they're going to be fine. It's just incredibly unfortunate that this would happen literally the day before your entire team begins being a team. That is incredibly unfortunate. I I almost would rather it happen now instead of the middle of the season. Right. Yeah. Once you get into that middle of the season where games really start to matter, that's when it hurts you more. If we can get this injury bug, and COVID bug, pun intended, out of the way, I think they'll be fine as long as they don't drop, say, 10 games. Because I'm, I'm assuming if they play, like, a game a day. Yeah, also, I, I want to ask you, too, I keep hearing about this concept of the beginning of the season, the games not necessarily mattering, so on and so forth, which I think is incredible bullshit. Yes, it's an 82-game season this year, understandable. But every game in the NHL, I I mean, I guess if you're on the Western Conference, maybe not so much. But if you're in the Eastern Conference, from game one to 82, these points count so much. You lose enough games at the beginning of the season, you are going to have a tough time battling back in today's NHL. Um, Matt, especially since, you know, we watch the Eastern Conference, how, like, this concept to me makes no sense. How, how do you feel about this whole, you know, the games at the beginning of the year don't really count thing? Yeah, well, I mean, it's all depending on scenarios for, like, different teams. Like, if a team gets a bad break and has a couple players get out, like, out with injury at the start of the year, and that's the reason you get off to a, a poor start, that's more, like, like you're more – able to overcome that because they'll be able to they'll be able to come back and like get back on track um but as far as like chemistry is going uh yeah it's important to get off and playing good hockey and not forcing things 
and playing sloppy hockey, you know? Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, just the whole concept to me is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, every game counts. I know it's an 82 game season, but in today's NHL, you need every point that you can get. And getting those at the beginning of the season is going to sure help your team at the end of the year. But you think about it, it's like you're gonna you're gonna lose twenty plus games, right? Over a course of, a course season. Now I get it. Hockey can be like a streaky, streaky sport. But like I feel like even if you do lose in the beginning of the season, you can't overreact to it because I mean. I know this is a totally different scenario, but look at the Blues just a couple of years ago. They, uh, you know, they got off to a terrible start and got red hot in the second half of the year and uh, went on a cup run. Now, do I think they're going to even come close to doing that? I, I have my doubts about the Blues, but uh, any team, I mean, they just show that any team can do that. That's true, but like, I don't really think any team can do that. That is something that any is team like, that's any team that's tight and good enough. Right. I don't know. It's just to me, every win matters in in this in this type of league, where especially where it's tight. You know, there are a lot of good teams in today's NHL. Man, there are a lot of good teams. Adam, how about you? What about the like? How does this concept strike you? I'm I, I'm not sure. I was on the edge and then Fish brought up the St. Louis example. And I think I'm slowly more and more starting to subscribe to the idea that the regular season for some teams just doesn't matter. And for the playoff teams, when you get to the playoffs, the regular season still doesn't matter. Like it's almost like there's two seasons in hockey, if that that makes sense. There's your regular season where or there's three seasons. There's preseason where all the games are made up and the points don't matter. Correct. There's a regular season where all the games, you know, the points matter. But if you're a bottom feeding team like Buffalo, more than likely you're, you're, you don't care. You might be trying to make a push, but you don't care. You're trying to get that first overall pick. And then once you get to the playoffs, everything's a clean slate. And whatever you did in the regular season doesn't matter because look at what Toronto does. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta make the playoffs first. Like that's yes, but at the same time, it still doesn't matter. Like you could do everything you you could to make to make it to the playoffs, Toronto, and then all that disappears for no rhyme or reason. Uh, personally, I I hear you keep referencing Toronto. I think they're just an enigma. I don't think that they exist really. They're kind of a figment of our, all of our imaginations. Well, okay. So well, you mean to tell me Ontario doesn't have a major city? Nope. Okay. Yeah, the whole city of Toronto is just a figment of our imagination. Yeah. Wow. Something, wow. Like, something I out of a Stephen King novel. It's crazy. Uh, but Ottawa exists. They're they're real. They're on an island. Yeah. They're they're it's 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 a strange enigma. We don't really quite <laughs> understand it quite yet. <laughs> it's just the the U.S. and then you go across the border to Canada and it's just a giant wall. It's just Ontario. <laughs> So, like, even if we step aside from Toronto, you look at St. Louis and how they were the bottom-feeding team of the league, and then all of a sudden they came back to win. You look at Montreal, who nobody counted as a playoff team. They made it to the playoffs and almost won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, but think about how hard they had to battle. Tampa Bay. At the end. Tampa Bay won the Presidents and got swept by a team nobody thought they'd get swept by. 
These are all true. However, yeah, I, just hate, saying... I just hate the idea because then, then we're it. sneaking into NBA territory where nobody cares about the regular season. And I hate that whole concept. I don't think it's so much that we don't care about the regular season, but you have to look at it as two. If I, if I eliminate the, the preseason, because nobody cares about the preseason, that's just exhibition. That's true. That's there. true. Everything's made up and the points don't matter. I'll, uh, whose line is it anyway? Great. Your, your so. prospect nerds care about the preseason, but that's about it. I mean, uh, I slowly got there. Cause that's how I got to watch sharks. New William Eklund shine and apparently do really well and make the roster. Right out. But if you look at it as two different seasons, there's, I don't even want to call it preseason 2.0 because the regular season has a little bit more weight to it than a, a preseason. Right. But for, for the sake of argument, if it is like a preseason 2.0 where it's just the only difference is the points matter and the teams are finalized and then your playoffs of the regular season, like everyone cares more because there's something on the line in the regular season, but all the chips are all in come playoff time. And that's when you really play hard. I mean, Tampa kind of made that example where they benched their best play, benched, quote unquote, for IR, um, their best players for an entire season, and then brought them into the playoffs. That's a team that almost subscribes to this idea that regular season doesn't mean as much as the postseason does. And that's where we're going to focus all of our energy. Also remember, though, they're one of the deepest teams the NHL has ever seen. Yeah, yeah. At least last season they were. This season they ended up losing some key pieces, but I don't know. I'm on like a weird, like the regular season kind of matters, but like, I don't know. It's a weird balancing act in my brain right now. All right. Yeah, just a question I wanted to field because I was hearing things. And I, hope I was you like, balance I wonder... it well. I yeah. hope you balance it well. I hope you're balancing it well, my friend. I don't balance anything well. I'm sorry to admit. Well, at least you got that going for you. True. <laughs> um, all right. So we have we have some storylines for the 2021-2022 NHL season to keep your tabs on. We're going to start with this first one. This kind of like a little footnote almost. Um, more than 95% of the league is vaccinated. I know that that is a kind of strange considering what's going on with the Kraken. But more than 95% of the league is vaccinated, which should ensure higher quality hockey because we won't have so many uh, COVID stoppages. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that continues. Um, And this whole Seattle Kraken thing at the beginning of the season isn't a bad omen. And something, side note to that, to kind of keep in mind, apparently, like, obviously, they're not going to come out and say who's not vaccinated, but part of the, uh, the rules for the season is if you're not vaccinated, A, you can't travel to Canada. So guys like Tyler Bertuzzi, who's been outspoken about everything, isn't going to play in Canada. Um, and also, when you do press, you have to wear a mask. Yeah. So when you see doing a presser wearing a mask, you know. Is you know that they're not vaccinated as a player. Which yeah. I, I think is kind of funny. Yeah, the league's kind of putting these dudes on blast, which I kind of find funny as well. Um, to move forward. The Tampa Bay Lightning are looking for the three-peat for the sixth time in NHL history. They'd be joining the ranks of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Montreal Canadiens, New York, and the New York Islanders, who are the only other franchises to win at least three Stanley Cups in a row. 
And it's something to kind of keep your tabs on because, you know, they had that whole thing last year where, you know, you could kind of argue that they cheated. I'm just saying. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm not claiming anything. I'm just saying. It's kind of weird. Your best player is on LTIR and shows up in the playoffs and is an absolute stud. It just seems weird to me. Is what it is. Uh, but they're looking for the three-peat. Do I think it's going to happen? No. I would like to believe that the way the league is built nowadays, this isn't a thing that could happen. But who knows? Obviously, who knows? Uh, up next, will Jack Eichel get moved? Nobody knows. Nobody knows it what's going to happen. From what I've read through Twitter, it sounds like we're inching. I mean, obviously, every day is another day closer to getting traded for anybody, if you think of it. But um, it sounds like, A, the Rangers are more or less off the table with their Mika Sabinajad signing, that eight-year deal that they signed them to. Right. Um, so I think, if memory serves correctly, Calgary and Minnesota, I believe, are the two current front rotors, runners, rotors. Fuck. Current front runners for Jack Eichel. Oh, has LA has LA bounced out? I feel like they did. I don't remember seeing their name. I could be confusing Calgary with LA. That that is a possibility. But um, I am for whatever reason, memory is telling me Calgary and Minnesota, and maybe LA, are still front runners. Who who knows? All right. Well, Minnesota and. Um... And Calgary, I would not mind seeing Eichel go to. Uh, however, I do know that now they are letting teams look at his medical history. They're allowing that now. I don't know what happened that they're allowing that now, but the reports are saying that they're allowing teams to look at his medical history. Thank God, because now teams can actually look at it and decide for themselves what they want to do and actually talk to Jack and his agent about that. So, thankfully, that is moving in the right direction. Um, but we will obviously have to see, because as of right now, he has yet to clear his medical. So, he can't practice or do anything on an NHL ice. So, who knows? But we will have to keep track of that, and that's why these are storylines, people. Uh, next storyline is the inaugural season for the Seattle Kraken, the 32nd Woo! NHL team. Uh, they are following up an impressive Las Vegas Golden Knights expansion performance. They won 51 games to advance all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals back in 2017 behind their goaltender, Mark andre Fleury. Uh, the Kraken are going to try and repeat that performance uh, behind all-star cal- caliber goaltending in Philip Grubauer and Chris Dredger. How do you guys feel about that? Do you think, do you think that Seattle can do a Las Vegas 2.0? No, if they be as good. What are you saying? I'm Matt? saying I'm saying it's as slim as a slim gym, bud. Slim as a <laughs> slim gym. Guys, come on! I want some Seattle faith here. Why? I mean, like you said, know who their head coach is, Brian? Yeah, I do know who their head coach is. Okay, that's the worst Counter- part. Counterpoint. That's the worst part. He was an assistant coach in Toronto, and look at how good they were. Oh yeah, I mean, oh yeah. Come on, how how good was their power play? I mean, we ran. Yeah, but also when a power play involves Austin Matthews, how much coaching do you really have to do? Apparently, a lot. If you watched the 
all or nothing documentary and Sheldon keeps losing his mind because his team won't listen. You have, you have, you know that I don't have Amazon. I didn't know this, but I will we, tell we, you. This was on last week's episode. We talked about this. I missed that. I don't know. Man, oh, you guys, goodness. You oh my God. Went, so lovely. I went, to, I went on vacation to Philly and everything is just a blur. Yeah, that's what happens when you leave Philadelphia. Well, he's not in Philadelphia. Well, when when he when he was in Philadelphia, you leave with a blur. Yeah, no, no, that does usually happen. Actually, yeah, I can agree with that. But long story long story short, very early on in that documentary, Sheldon Keith said like his team's not there. We're good, but we're not as good as we should be, and that's because the team didn't buy into the system, which means they weren't listening to the coach. So even it doesn't matter how good Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, the, the core four are, if the team isn't buying into what the coach is preaching, it's going to fall. The wheels are going to fall off at some point. Yeah, I agree with that concept. Um, but hey, we'll see how those Kraken do out there in Seattle. Uh, next storyline to follow, the Penguins will be without Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin as the season begins. How do you think this will affect their kind of team morale early in the year for a team that's already a year or three removed from probably needing to rebuild? Well, you want to take that. It could it could help them. The fact that you still have like you added a veteran presence in Brian Boyle. You have Jeff Carter having a letter. You have some veteran pre- uh, pieces that could try and like spark some chemistry before you have, uh, you know, Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin come back from injury. Uh, but he, he, I mean, I'm watching the game now. It's kind of stagnant start, you know, open ice. Uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay hasn't really had a great chance. Pittsburgh has. Um, but at the end of the day, you're going to need those two to come back to really, really start getting chemistry. That's just, yeah. you know. Yeah. Adam, how about you? How do you think this will affect them? Call me crazy, but. You're crazy. Looked, yeah, thank you. You're until welcome. I looked at the uh, the daily face-off lines and realized that Jake Gensel was out, that's where I started being a little bit more concerned because that's now their, their big three out of the lineup. But for Pittsburgh, to me, has that, like, low-key Tampa vibe where, like, guys can fall out of the lineup. Like, their big guys can fall out of the lineup and the team will still perform pretty decently. I think it's more a question of if their goaltending can hold up. And I really don't think Crosby and Malkin being out for as long as they're going to be out is really going to affect the team that much. Yeah, I was about to rebuttal until you talked about the goaltending. You have to remember that Tampa's secret weapon is, is one of the goaltender. is one of the greatest goaltenders the league has ever seen. It, Pittsburgh does not have that. They yeah. have argu- arguably perfectly fine goaltending, but it's not Andre Vasilevsky, you know. So they have to be a good team on the ice. I mean, honestly the Tampa Bay team could have been hot garbage on the ice and they probably still would have won a lot of games just because of Andre Vasilevsky alone. 
I literally just watched him make an incredible save on a directly in front of him chance. <laughs> He's a madman. He's a madman. And that is what Pittsburgh does not have. So I am highly doubtful the Pittsburgh Penguins are actually going to be at least a good team at the beginning of the year. And then we'll have to see what happens when Gino and Sid the Kid come back. Well, I guess he's Sid the old man now. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, to continue, will Vladimir Tarasenko get dealt? Will he be leaving St. Louis? Uh, obviously, we did know that he requested a trade, uh, but is starting the season with the Blues. What do you guys think about this? Do you think that the Blues are trying to figure out if they're still a good team? Or are they holding out to see if they can get a more beneficial deal if Vladimir Tarasenko looks really good out of the gate? I think they might be, you know, trying to trade him come playoff time, come trade deadline time, you know, to maybe, like, not, hopefully, they're probably hoping to contend but they still want to move on from them and get pieces to rebuild and still try and make a, a playoff run. Right. Uh, yeah, I think they're trying to get rid of them at uh trade deadline. Yeah, I agree with Matt uh, on that one. I also think there's the kind of the added spice that they are really hopeful that Vladdy looks really good at the beginning of the year. And the stock has has raised on him come trade deadline time. How about you, Adam? How do you think about this? Uh, I think it's a combination of both them wanting to try and maximize the value they can get out of uh, Vladdy, while at the same time weighing their options on if they want to commit to not so much a full rebuild, but an accelerated rebuild, um, or if they're just looking to cut ties and run. It's going to be a weird thing, especially considering he has a no-trade clause, which, granted, he did request the trade, but I'm pretty sure he still has to agree to what team he gets traded to. Yeah, I think that's one of the clauses in his contract. So that kind of hampers what St. Louis is able to do. Right. And then also he's coming off a year where he missed five months due to shoulder injury. Um, Which is, I think, where that trying to maximize the value they can get out of him by keeping him on the team and having him perform well. If they just up and traded him at the start of the season, I feel like his value would have been significantly lower than what they would have actually gotten or what they should actually get is how I put it. And right now we will take a pause and I believe... We are joined by a special guest. Is he is he in? Where's he at? Come on, Max. There he is. There he is. This guy. There he is. We are joined by a special guest in our friend from Take a Pitch, the New York garbage can himself. (laughs) Max Lutzker. What is up, you goon? Oh boys. It's nice to actually see you sometime this month, Brian and Adam. Fisher. Always a pleasure. Hey, hey, hold on. I had things to do. I had things to do. I was hanging out. You missed a hell of a time. I'm sure I did. I I can guarantee Uh, I missed a hell of a time. I think the time I I missed was just transposed and sent to Philly with me, to be perfectly honest. Let's put it this way. Fisher tried to call an Uber at about 4.30 in the morning. Oh. And we ended up driving him back to his hotel at 4.30 in the morning. 
What a stud. That's my boy, Matt, right there. What a stud. Uh, I, I witnessed. Bar. Had, had, had ourselves a weekend. Absolute animal, this kid. All right. And we, so, had, and we had recovery Sunday, you know. Well, you got to have a good recovery Sunday. I hope it involved well, a bagel somewhere. Every good recovery Sunday needs a bagel. It, uh, I stand well, by For that. me, at least. I stand for me, by at that. least, it involved a 32-ounce beer and a bunch of soap kicks. On Sunday? Sunday, Sunday. That's your recovery? Yeah. Man, if you wore a whoop band, your recovery would have been a 0%. Zero. Matt was, telling me, Matt was telling me about that this weekend. The, the, the whoop band. Dope. Yeah. Yeah, those things are legit. I, I don't feel like spending the money on them, but if somebody gifted one to me, I would probably get, like, all nerdy about my sleep. Yeah, but it's a, it's a monthly thing. You yeah, have you have to pay, to pay like for it monthly, monthly, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of so. that's kind of trash. But let's get back into the hockey here. Uh, Max, just to let you know, we are currently going through some of the 21-22 season storylines to keep track of. And we shall continue uh, with the Golden Knights. Will they break through this year? Uh, obviously, we know they have come close pretty much every year that they've existed at this point. Is this the year that they are going to break through and actually win a Stanley Cup? Now... Remember, they have lost Flower, which has basically been the best goaltender in the league for the last couple of years. Uh, and they're relying on the services of a Robin Leonard who has decided to cause an entire shitstorm in the NHL. So I was about to say, did you guys touch on that or no? Of course we touched on it. Max, come on. We're a hockey news podcast. Get together. Listen to the product. Yeah, listen to the product. This is this is your your I'm, uh, I'm talking about today. I'm talking about today. Oh, yeah, no, not today. No, no. I haven't I haven't seen week. updates in the group chat, so I don't know what's going on. That group chat is unhinged. Well, now the hockey's back. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but do you guys think that this is the year for the Knights, or do you think uh, there's a downturn looming? Personally, Hell I think no. it's a downturn. I think it's a downturn, bud. Yeah, they're not gonna play well. They're gonna have problems. Things aren't gonna go well, and they're not gonna look right all Matt, year. Matt, I'm still sensing a little bit of uh, Lane Vigneault call out salt here. I just think they're going to finally <laughs> run into problems. That's what I think. I, I would agree with you there. I do think that this is going to be a downturn year just because you you, you lost Mark andre Fleury. I'm sorry. That's pretty hard to come back from. I don't care what goaltender you threw in there. Let, let me correct you. They didn't lose him. They just decided to you know take him out back behind the woodshed and just throw him away. Yeah, basically that is exactly what happened. That's, and now he's in Chicago. If, if if goaltending is going to be the problem this year, it's their own doing and their own fault. I completely agree. Have they missed the playoffs in their franchise history? No. No. They haven't missed a conference final in their franchise history. That I didn't know. That's wild. No, they did. Did they? Yeah, that was the year the Sharks reverse swept them. And last year. Oh, right. That was just the, the Sharks year. Well, that was an enigma. We know that. Sharks having a year? Yeah, enigma. I mean, <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> I can't even be offended because he's correct. That's I'm true. gonna give you a bold prediction here. Sweet lord, already. Oh no. Vegas ends up in the draft lottery next year. Ooh, you think That's it's gonna be that bad? Bold. Yeah, that I is didn't bold. say top ten. I didn't say top ten. But now that is bold. Because the lottery. I think with the addition of Seattle, the mm. loss of Flurry, and in all honesty, they're they're really going with like a, almost a youth movement now. Yeah. There's a lot of youth on this roster. 
There is. Um, I'm wondering if the lack of experience, both in net and in front of the net, is going to be a problem for him. And I feel like it might not be that big of a problem where they end up in the draft lottery. I do think it's going to be a downturn year. I still think they make the playoffs, though. I mean, just from personally me talking, I still think they make the playoffs. I just don't think they have a chance at making it to the cup final. But because every take I say the opposite happens, I would like to congratulate the Las Vegas Golden Knights on their first franchise Stanley Cup win. Congratulations, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going, Way to go, I thought you were going with, on the first go. pick. It's no. disgusting. Disgusting. Now, I'm just saying, you know all my – Matt, you specifically know all my takes backfire in my face. Yeah. So then let me ask you something. For, for Bing's betting corner, are you telling people to what you are currently betting so they don't do the same? Well, hold on. No, 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 no. So for oh, Bing's betting, oh, for, he's going, hold on. He's going, hold on. For, for Bing's betting corner, I reference other individuals online who know better than I do. And okay. I, I, I put together my, my findings. So it's not all me doing you the betting. You defer and relay the information. Exactly. That okay, is what right. we call management, my friends. Management <laughs> of your money. You're all welcome. If it was just me making the picks, do the opposite. Do the exact opposite. Don't listen to me at all. Um, all right. To keep moving forward, uh, Alex Ovechkin, the great eight himself, is taking aims at the all-time goals record, currently sitting at 730. Uh, he has to, what, be at like a 30-goal pace for how many years? What's the what's the math here? It's another four years? Yeah, I think it, he because he's got to catch 894. So he still has a hundred plus forty over the next four. Yeah. Yeah. So if he could do that, he's catching it. Do I think he could do that? Honestly, yes. I would say I think he could do that. I would not be surprised if he does that. Uh, do I think it's going to be in only four years? Not so much. I'm expecting an injury or two to come into play here. He is getting a bit up there in age. I know that he's an absolute animal. I do know that, but at. <laughs> It's not going to happen that easy. It's not like the golden road is paved in front of him here. He's going to have to work. I kind of made it look easy last year, though. He did. He did. He's actually, he actually I, excels in making things look easy. Uh, don't let the gray hair fool you. Yo, he kind of he kind of be pulling off the gray hair. Silver Fox kind of looks. Dude, yeah. he's getting into he's getting into his Clooney years. I feel like I feel like Adam's going to have a Clooney face too. Oh, Adam's definitely going to have a Clooney face. I'm going to have a lot of faces. <laughs> He's focusing. What does that even mean? Right what, what does that even mean? <laughs> gonna have a lot of faith. What? Do you Don't worry about it. Aren't the phases supposed to be over? I don't know. Listen, mom. Gosh. Isn't it just supposed to be arthritis from here moving forward? Isn't that what's supposed to happen? I don't know. Listen. Chronic back pain. <laughs> hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say cocaine's a hell of a drug? <laughs> Diet Coke. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes it ten dollars enough. I was, like, I was like, damn, we're promoting drug use on the podcast now? Shit. Not All good. right. Not good, fired boys. Up here. Yeah, the guy that doesn't drink is going to promote drug use. That, may, that checks out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, congratulations on not being an alcoholic yet. Uh, props to Ooh. you, my friend. That makes one of us. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm, I'm solidly considered the alcoholic amongst my friends. Um, to, to bring us back on track, by the way, I think I did the math correctly. Ovi needs to score 32, say 33 goals 
over the course of that five-year deal he just signed to break the record. Okay. Or he needs to score at least 33 goals over the course of that five years. So every year, 33 goals. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, I still think it's doable. Years. I still think it's doable. Yeah, so 33 for the next five years. Right. For All con- right, well, obviously something context, we'll have to keep track of. Obviously. He scored 24 last season. Context. In a shortened season, though, right? Yes, in a shortened season. Yeah. Yeah. The season before that, 48. God damn, season. this guy is good at scoring goals. Sweet Jesus. Uh, so. To keep moving forward, a team that personally I think is going to shock the world, the new look Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, damn. Uh, they got Seth Jones. <laughs> Jonathan Taze is back. Um, Marc-Andre Fleury, obviously, is now their goaltender, which is awesome. Um, Who was Kirby Doc is healthy. What was that? Who was their goalie last year? Lankinen. Yeah, Lankinen. So uh, obviously improved in net. And Seattle Kraken, great. Me being the goalie hardo that I am. <laughs> Mark andre Fleury can legitimately carry this team on his back to a cup run. I believe that. I believe that enough. wholeheartedly. Like, isn't, isn't that what he does? Yeah, basically that's just kind of his MO at this point. Yeah. But, you know, obviously like the uh, Golden podcast, Knights were yeah. done with it. So whatever, I guess. Um, keep moving forward. We got the last thing here. The league will have a midseason break for the 2022 Winter Olympics. Woo! I am so excited that they decided to let NHL players do the Olympics. It, ju- it just makes for better Olympic hockey. You know, it really does. I get the whole thing where let the kids do it or whatever, but you know, that's, that's what the world juniors are for. You know, real hockey fans watch that stuff. You really want the world to watch a bunch of junior players play each other. Eh. Let's get the In NHL talent out there. I don't even want to watch junior players play anything. All right. Well, I mean, you're, you're the like, baseball like guy. P- okay. That's your it's thing. like watching peewee hockey. No, no. You've obviously never watched peewee hockey. Well, <laughs> You have obviously never watched Pee Wee Hockey if you think that is anywhere close to similar. Well, it's not the level of the NHL. Obviously, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a hyperbole here. But Man, there was one time I remember uh, it was before one of my games in high school. I was standing because what you do is for me, I would get there early, get the leg pads on, get the lower half put together and just kind of watch whatever was going on on the ice at the time. There was, there was a, I think it was like a U8 game, just a bunch of, children basically but (laughs) i was watching this and i went you want to know what i'm i'm gonna go get fries or something i walked into the food court half padded up to get fries because (laughs) what was happening on the ice was so unwatchable i couldn't do it so obviously sir you have never watched little children try to play hockey it is egregious at best um yeah, but let's. I like the Olympics. I'm excited about it. We'll be doing it. All righty. What, what what star player gets injured in this Olympics? Oh God. Um, I'm hoping none. I'm really okay, hoping. Let's none. be realistic here. Which one? Ha- which one gets hurt? Oh God. Who's a hardo? Um, Irvi. Uh, sorry, sorry. That's not right. <laughs> Yo, why are you trying to do this, man? 
Because <laughs> it would just be fitting for Obi to get hurt re- representing Putin's not, Russia. Technically, I mean, I mean, I, technically, he is not representing Putin's Russia, as it will, I think, still be the Olympic Committee of Russian Athletes, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, they would the be. The doping scandal? Yeah, is yeah. that still is that still going on? There's still the I Olympic so. Committee of Russian Athletes? <laughs> that's that so was them. Wild. That's still so wild. Summer. It was crazy. Have you guys watched that documentary on, on Netflix yet? No, it's called cool. oh, it is bonanzas. It's called Icarus. It is absolutely banana lands. I highly suggest for anybody listening or you three gentlemen to watch it. It is loop, it is fruity loops. Okay. <laughs> it is full fruity loops. Um, I mean, all right. I think Seth cool. Jones gonna get hurt. Damn, son. That's, that's a fair pick. I guess it's a fair pick, but like damn. Take it easy on poor Seth. He's trying to start a new career, new life in Chicago. He, he got paid. He's good. He did get paid. He did get paid. Uh, we have our last segment of the evening where we will react to the Bleacher Report article posted today of the top 30 NHL players today. So. Before we start, yes. I want to oh, ask no. a question because I want to trigger Brian. <laughs> Want to trigger Brian? Okay. Like how high is Brad Marchand? How high is Brad Marchand? Top how five? How high is he? Like how Fun high fact. Is- as I was scrolling through this, Brad Marchand not on this list. What? Oh, what no, I lied. I lied. You- what? I lied. <laughs> oh, I lied. Um, he is top 15, it? It but he is not top, top 10. And that I'm top, okay with this. Top 30 cleanest players? Is that that? Yeah, no, it's 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 if it was the top thirty cleanest players, he's not on the list whatsoever. In fact, he comes in dead last. That dirty rat. Um, (laughs) But either way, Um, damn it, Matt, you got me all fired up now. Oh yeah, Um, it's Um, so easy. The other guy does bring up Brad Marchand. I get salty. He's a good player. It's like like being Tom Tom Wilson. Okay, I get it. I hate Tom Wilson less than I hate Brad Marchand. You know, and I hate you. I hate you more for not hating Tom Wilson more. Oh, no, I hate Tom Wilson. Do not get me wrong. Hatred is there for Tom Wilson. I Brad Marchand, I would. Now, for if any, uh, if my FBI agent is listening or any, anybody, <laughs> with, anybody within the forces is listening, this is not an actual threat. If Brad Marchand, I saw walking down the sidewalk and I was in my vehicle, I would hit him. And then I would put it in reverse and back up over his body. <laughs> And then put it in drive and drive over it a third time. He'd get up. He'd get up and beat your ass. I would happily sell my soul to Ryan Reeves <laughs> to allow him to just beat the piss out of a tied to a chair Brad Marchand. <laughs> tied to a chair. Is is <laughs> you know what I, you know what I'm picturing? You know what I'm picturing right now? When Fisher says he'll still kick your ass, it's uh, in Monty Python. Get back here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll bite your legs off. It's a flesh wound. It's a flesh wound. It's just a flesh wound. Yeah, he's like a cockroach. You can't you can't get rid of him. He, it's impossible. Yeah, and he, he scores can survive nuclear blasts. <laughs> what is with your love for Brad Marchand? He's a Bruin, Matt. I don't have love for him. I have despise, but I have respect because he's a gamer. He's a rat. He's, he's not a, a gamer. gamer. He's a rat. He's, 
He's a gamer. I'm a gamer. He's, What's Matt, your point? He, 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 I remind you, he licks he's, men's faces. Right, and he slew-footed Oscar Lindblom and flexed over him yes, last year. Doesn't mean he's not a real clutch player. He's an unbelievably he's clutch player. He literally bullied a, a 40... cancer patient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, screw him. But Are you saying you haven't? No! <laughs> you no! I thought that was like common knowledge. <laughs> what do you guys do in New York, man? What goes on up there? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> call the authorities. We don't, we, don't right. bu- we don't bully people up here unless their name is Tom Wilson, John Tavares. That's really it. So I'm only going to go over some of the notables from the top 15 of this list of 30 just because don't need this segment being as long as it could be. Uh, first notable is Igor Shesterkin being ranked 29th. What was this list again? What was that? What was the list again? Top 30 NHL players today. Uh, Wait, know. I'm sorry. Top 30 players today, Igor Shesterkin's 29th. He is, in fact, if I'm reading this correctly, which I think I am, other than one other goaltender. No, two other goaltenders. He is the only third goaltender on this list. What the? So he fuck? is. This list has him at the as the third best goalie in hockey right now. Correct. Can I get the sources of this list, dude? It's Bleacher Report. I don't like. I I don't know as, what. I don't know what Rangers drugs fan. they're on. But as a what? Rangers fan, I, I like I like hearing that. It makes me think we have the next Lundqvist, which I'd like to hope so because there's been the hype around Igor. Cocaine's a hell of a drug, man. Yeah. Jeez. And, and these you. people need to stay off it. Okay. Stay uh, off the weed. Stay <laughs> off the weed. Um, I mean, geez, at 29? Yeah. Seriously. 29 out poor, of the top 30 NHLers. Who's the poor fool in 30th? <laughs> the poor fool in 30th place of this list would be none other Jack Eichel. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh-huh. Hang on. Hang on. This is a troll list. 100% I'm here for this list. This list is truly incredible because it has Alexander Ovechkin at 24. What the fuck? I know. I, it's it's an absolute shit show, this entire list. And I love Bro, it. I number, that's why I'm talking. Who are the, who are the number two Number one, Jack Johnson. Let's go. Number one, Jack Johnson. Fuck you, Jack Adam. Johnson, fuck number you. one. Yeah, fuck absolute you. animal he is. No. No. <laughs> Fuck Jack Johnson. Who are the other two um, goalies? Uh, we will get into that. They are coming up. Oh, Another right. notable is Mark Stone being 19th. That's, you know, that's fair. He's a good player. Yeah, 19 he's, he's is un- fair. I don't he's know. He's underrated. He's underrated, he's good- yes. Is he better than Jack Eichel and Alexander Ovechkin? Well, considering Jack Eichel can't really do much, yes. Okay. Is he better than Jack Eichel in his prime? He's has Jack not had a prime yet? Was He's that team? Prime. No. I mean, when he, anyone have a prime as a Buffalo Saber? No. 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 We're trying to figure that out here in Philadelphia with Rasmus they, Line. We're trying to figure out what's going on with that guy. Therefore, this is a very valid list. Okay. Now, but hold on. Another point. Matt Barzal is ranked 22nd. That's fair, I think. You Matt cannot Barzal tell me. top 20 player. You cannot hockey, tell me Mark Stone is better than Matt Barzal. You cannot oh, no. look me in my face and say that. 
I think no, I'm not agreeing with that. Talent. Is a penalty killer. Yes, he is yeah. a penalty. I think killer. in terms of pure talent, you're right. He's not. But in terms of what he brings to the game and his team, Mark Stone definitely brings a whole lot more right. than Matt Barzell. All right, fine, fine. And I'm gonna get fine. heat from that from Billy. You are gonna and get heat from that, but just for clarification, the difference was 20th Stone and. 20... 19 and 22. Oh, no, yeah, 19 and 22. That was the difference. I mean, that's not that far off. It's in not, but I feel like it should be flipped. I Yeah, I, I will agree there. And there is a case for it, yes. Ovi should be higher. I think Jack Eichel, you could argue, is maybe an Ovi spot. I think Jack yeah, I can, Eichel, I can get on argue, is maybe better than Igor Shosturkin. Big maybe, though. Big maybe. Right. And no then offense, the... Max. Igor shouldn't be on the list. No, no Igor no. should not be on this list whatsoever. But either way, top he's not a top five. I don't think he's a top five goalie. This this dude has to be from New York. He has or to Russia. Be. Because, and don't or get me wrong, Russia. I like Adam Fox. Don't get me wrong. He should also okay. not be on this list. But he is. What do you mean? Wait, wait, okay, so where is he on this list? He's at 23rd. But this no, is an entire. This is that? an entire NHL we're talking about. I feel like he's in the. And this 30s. man won the Norris Trophy in his second season in the league. He I'm did okay win the Norris Trophy. He did win the Norris Trophy. That is correct. Personally, I thought Victor Hedman deserved it over him. That's just me. Personally, I think you're on crack. Okay, it's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> I think we found the name of this fucking. Episode. I was gonna, This is the name of the episode. It's a hell of a drug. Uh, all right. Uh, and it's just last. a picture of me holding a Coke can. We need to be sponsored by Dare. Yes, the Dare program. Stay Dare. away, kids. Stay away. Um, <laughs> and then the last notable in the t- in the bottom fifteen of this thirty list is the other goaltender, Connor Hellebuck, at number eighteen. So let me. Uh, that's a bit of a stretch. That is a bit of a stretch. Who are the? It's Connor Hellebuck, Igor Shesterkin, and who? Probably Vasilevsky. When we get to but, the fifteen that are at the I top. Mean, because yes. since you are a goalie god, I guess for lack of a better term. I would say I'm not even with it. I look for some Take reason I'm on a, for some up. reason I'm on a website called elitehockeyprospects.com. Don't ask me why. I'm on there. That's all. Well, now I gotta look this up. It has me you marked down. Pull this up? It, it has me marked down as retired. That's true. Which is incredible. Um, can, we, can, we pull, can we pull up this page real quick? Like, I, um, I, I feel like we need to talk yeah, out here. I'm gonna, I'm um, gonna be honest. The stats are horrible, but I would like to reiterate exactly how terrible the defenses in front of me were. I'd just like to point that out. What, a, what, a, what a true goalie point. Okay. Anyway, as a goalie, <laughs> what a, what a, what a, what a, what a. So uh, yeah, like, um, you know, when it comes down to it, if you had to pick your top five goalies in the NHL right now, in no particular order. Who are they? Oh, uh, Andre Vasilevsky, Mark Andre Fleury. Um, shoot, probably gonna want to throw Bob on that list. Yep. Okay. And four and five. Four and five is actually where things might get a bit murky. Jesus. Oh, four and five. That's a great question, actually. Um. Big, I I'm might need you in a separate segment to defend your your stats. No, I told you they're terrible. I'm disgusted. Hey man, I don't. They're bad. I, I'm can, well can, aware. Adam, can you share your screen? I kind of want to see this. Yeah, hold on. I got you. Look, no one ever said I was good. Okay. Played, oh, I can't. Too club hockey. I played in the ACHA, and 
Also, I would like you to reference, I played many games in high school, and if you look at the games played in high school, it only has two of them on there. It also has you listed as five for ESU. Yes. Which you did better. I'll give you credit there. Well, you know, the defense in front of me got better. So It's never a good look when there's no profile photo available. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is true. But yeah, the uh, the, the goals against 11. average in high school very bad. Generous five eleven. Gen- yeah, generous five eleven. <laughs> uh, probably the most generous five eleven I've ever received in my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Because uh, I am most certainly not five eleven, folks. I am five no, ten flat, maybe shorter. Uh, that extra inch came from the skates. Yeah, exactly. It came from the skates. They measured me in skates. Um, but yeah, the only thing about the profile on the website is only has two games played from high school. And I don't know which games those were that they put there. Cause I played like over 40 games in high school. Well, what were your two worst games in 2014, 15? Probably the, probably the ones they have on here. I would, yeah. I would, I would, I would guarantee it. Those are the ones they have. Um, Anyway, but, back to your top five, top five goalies. Yeah. So four and five is where things get murky. I want to say um Campbell for the uh for the Maple Leafs I really like him um do I think he's in the top five I think he could arguably be fifth arguably and then uh I also I like Chris Dredger I like him a lot so in your top five you have Campbell and Dredger yeah yeah I'll throw him in there but I mean no offense I think to Igor Shesterkin, I, I just feel like it's a bit of a stretch to put him on this list. I think corporate might be ordering a drug test for you soon. Yeah, that, uh, you guys, you definitely should. Um, to get into the top 15 of this list, it is as follows. Alexander Barkov, Sebastian Aho, Brain Point, Brad Marchand, Kale McCarr, and David Pasternak round out 5 to 10. This makes more sense to me. Do I think pasta deserves to be in the top 10? I do. Uh, but I think that's the only beef I have with those five. What was 15 to 10? What do you mean? 15? I just did that. Oh, uh, it's five to 10. No, no, no. I did uh, 15 Alexander Barkov, 14 Spashinato, oh, okay, so yeah, on and so you, forth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have no beef with that, with that list there. Uh, I just think that Pasternak's probably in the top 10. I mean, I guess he's at 10, but does that really count? I don't know. Um, yeah, I'd say it counts. To go from nine to five here, Sidney Crosby, Andre Vasilevsky, the other goaltender, Victor Hedman, Leon Dreisaitl, and Artemi Panarin. How the fuck is Flurry not on this list? That is my question. How did Igor Shosturkin get on this list and there's and no Flurry? It makes zero sense. It makes absolutely zero sense to me. I agree, but I'm not going to say that I'm mad. No, I mean, obviously, you shouldn't be. That's a guy on your I team. also but- think this list means the Blackhawks win the cup. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Flurry's going to see this and be like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Joke. Fla- Flower reads his article and goes, all right, time to win a cup. I, I was going to make a joke, but I think even that isn't accurate in that this was by my sister who knows nothing about hockey. But she knows Flurry is good, so he still, still would have made the list. Oh yeah. So I don't. Flower know. deserves to be on this list. What? What? I feel Makes like no sense you guys are gonna have to make a top thirty for yourselves. 
we we might we might have to do that just in response to this and just tag the shit out of bleacher report just be like hey hey who do you have writing articles for you and who's their dealer they need they need immediate drug testing (laughs) we all get hired and maybe some better list uh and then we got four to one is as follows nikita kucherov okay austin matthews okay nathan mckinnon okay connor mcdavid yep top four checks out to me is patty kane on this list at all patty kane is on this list and i believe he's number 20 something because i was gonna say one moment if he's on this list the blackhawks are winning the cup 100 i will put he's 21 patty kane 21 he is 20 21 Hey, that checks out with my prediction, which do we want to cover that? Our predictions we did for a group chat? Oh, the uh, the cup did. final predictions? Yeah. Uh, sure, did everybody there. do that? I did. Yeah. Max did. I, I, did. Did. Yeah. I did that today. I did. I did. I did. Um, I did. All right, Adam. Max, I don't know if Max counts. <laughs> Adam, you go I've... first then. What what do you got? So Just the two have... teams and the games. Oh, you don't want the consummate? Nah. Well, nah. Okay. Yeah, that's my best. That's my best one. Oh, that's the one that doesn't count. If it's no. if it's funny, you can say it. Uh, I think it's surprising, but my two teams are Toronto and Chicago. With Toronto taking the cup in seven. Adam, I'm gonna have to drug test you too. Yeah, you might need to get drug tested, buddy. Willie, uh, Willie. Matt, how about yourself? Well, who I think the fly- who I think the Flyers are gonna take the cup from this year. Oh, my uh, God. oh, buddy, come on. I'm testing all of you. Seattle. <laughs> Seattle. What? Seattle, Philadelphia, final. All Get it. people. <laughs> Get it. Coming directly from corporate, you're all getting drug tested. Yo, could you imagine okay. how much money you could win if you bet Seattle and Philadelphia to be in the cup final and it actually happens? Could you imagine? What are the odds for, what are the odds for those teams? I think oh, the, the same. Definitely. The same. Definitely the same, I believe. The, the odds same. are... Less lesser than the odds of one of us getting dinged on that drug test. Oh no, no. The odds we of that happening. <laughs> That's the, what the I mean. Odds, the odds of that happening are still higher than the odds of me That's burping, sneezing, and farting <laughs> and getting hit by lightning <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Those are the odds. <laughs> Just to put that into perspective for you. <laughs> Okay, Matt, who do you really have? Hey, dude, that's... I was not expecting this segment, so I'm throwing out <laughs> a Fires Kraken. Fires run the cup. Let's go. In four. Let's, Let's go. go. Four. four. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> man, Matt, Matt's oh, party. I'll tell you what. Matt's oh, the man. Fuck. Oh, good. All right, Max, what you're up. Oh, okay, I'm going to preface this by saying that when Doug put this in the group chat, he wanted us to put a name. So I put Jack Eichel's doctor. <laughs> Neighbors over the That's Red Wings in five. Cod Smythe, me. <laughs> There's no way the Sabres make the fucking playoffs without me. If I'm no. Jack Eichel's doctor. They're going to need you. They need you. Need They're going to need- drive up the, the team on my back. I put the team on my back. Uh, all right, have for, to because Jack I for real, can. I'd probably say, oh, God. I'm going to say Colorado and Boston. Okay. Okay. I was in six. Well, then. I like that. 
Uh, personally, I went Lightning Golden Knights, and I actually have Vegas in six. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't you say like earlier my you don't think it's going to be enough for the cup, cup run? Well, yeah, I'm just going to tell it to your guys' faces. I mean, I'm the one making the bets here. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the bets! Just want to make that story straight, that's all. Speaking of the bets, we are into our final segment of the evening as it is the return, the triumphant return of Bing's Betting Corner. BBC. BBC. Yeah. Adam. There we, yeah, Adam. There we go. Adam. Just Give me the chance. Not- Give me the chance. <laughs> mm, hype up the room. All right. I, so this I, year. I wouldn't chant for the, uh, the BBC. For BBC. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Max, what are you talking about? Or you, could. Betting corner. or you could. You know what I'm saying? You could. Well, we we hear the BBC enough being former. Radio DJs. Ah, yes, the BBC. Yeah, so you should be radio. fine with it. I, I had Vietnam flashbacks this weekend, by the way. Oh, did you hear I the BBC the studio to do oh, my no. show? Hearing the BBC. No, <laughs> I had Vietnam flashbacks of being in the studio and the station for so long. Oh, that's goodness awesome. gracious! All right, no, well, Vietnam flashbacks are not awesome, Adam. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty funny though. I mean, listen, it, depending good. on the context in which you're having them, if it's radio station flashback, that's like perfectly fine. You know that that meme, the traumatized Chihuahua, that was me, bro. That's me. Yeah, that checks out. Work. That yeah. checks out. All right, so we have a bit of a different format this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Instead of listing off all the games and what I would bet on, we're going to take a puck line, a money line, and an uh, over under from that day's games. And we're just going to give you those to bet with Brian for the BBC. So here it is as follows. I'm going to start with the puck line here. I like the Rangers to cover the one and a half spread against the Washington Capitals. Moving forward for the money line. Personally, I like the Blackhawks over the Avalanche. That is at plus 180. You will make some dough. You guys got this. I believe in all of us. And for the over-under, personally, I like the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs to cover the over at six. And that is Bing's betting corner. Life is too short to bet the under. What was that? Life is too short to bet the under. Life is far too short to bet the under. Um, All righty. Well, if you guys don't have anything more pressing... I, I That'll do it. Thing. You have one thing. I have oh, one. No, one, no, one no, thing, all right. One all right. You're a guest, so we'll allow it. We'll allow it. I hope Ryan Reeves knocks Tom Wilson back to sixth grade. <laughs> oh, I'm so on board for that. I I'm ready for whatever chaos is about to ensue in Rangers caps. You know, it's the only reason the Rangers signed Ryan uh, Reeves, right? Oh, 100. They they traded a bag of pucks for him. Um, Which is wild to me because Ryan Reeves is still a serviceable NHL player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between him, Again, yeah, Arthur, yeah, yeah, that's Arthur, all we need him for. <laughs> Barclay Goodrow, underrated, and, player, in my opinion, and, and the fact that this team knows what they what they, that they're about to get in a dogfight. My body is fully ready for the season. Like I am, I am ready in many I, ways. I am so ready. For the NHL season. Well, good news, good buddy, because your New York Rangers play the day this episode drops, Wednesday the 13th. Unfortunately for us Flyers fans, we have to suffer and wait until Friday the 15th. And for our, that is the opener of the season at home. Yeah, I know. 
What Wait, the fuck? Home opener or just the season opener? The season opener and the home opener. Same time. It's so weird. What the fuck? You know what's weirder? Is how long our poor boy Adam has to wait. Why? He Stay has to wait till Saturday. Hey, I'm fucking working. God damn. He has to wait till Saturday when they play the Jets. God help me. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, Jets, it's a home game. A that makes me feel any better. This is why I'm glad I just watch every game ever and I, I don't care. Yeah, and then you're fine. And you just get the updates on your phone. All righty. Well, this will do it for this episode of On the Power Play. As always, everybody, thank you for listening. The road to 1,000 listens is on. We are getting ever so close. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Listen to it twice. Listen to it three times. I don't give a shit. Do what you have to do to listen to this podcast. Go follow us on our socials at OTPP Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. And on those socials, go to the little bio there. Click on the bio link. Get yourself some on the power play merch. We got everything you need for the cold season coming up. We got sweatshirts. We got blankets. We got what you want for the cold season. Thank you again for listening to on the power play. We out. Raiders five.